Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of The Infertile Diagnosis. We're back for another Closer Today, where me, Monica Cox from My Mindful Me, help you get through the BS of not only infertility, but just life. Today's clip comes from Dana Peicher. She is a hypnotherapist. Now, I don't have any kind of knowledge or involvement. I've never done it. So I'm not um, really here to say, let's go do hypnotherapy. I definitely think it's something to explore. I love um, this clip from Dana. She talks about um, using tapping into your subconscious and really figuring out whether or not it's serving you for the good or the bad and for most of us it's for the bad and we really have to tap into that and discover what our limiting beliefs are why our patterns are the way they are like what happened in the first six years of our lives to kind of set us up um, for who we are now Um, And I really think it's a great inspirational talk to um, really get you thinking about, okay, what do I need to do um, to really tap into this so I can start believing in myself? And when you start believing in yourself, you're able to start doing all the really hard, necessary, big changes that maybe you haven't been able to do in the past, like a diet change or, you know, breaking some bad habits, like giving up smoking or even exercising more. So I love this clip. I hope it's not a little bit woo-woo out there for everyone. You know, whether or not you believe in hypnosis, um, I really think there's some really big takeaways here. I love the fact that she goes into that humans are the only species on the earth that overanalyzes again and again and again. And we overanalyze the smallest and really the silliest things. And most of the time, the other person or the situation, it has nothing to do with us or it's not viewed in the same light. And when we're doing this overanalyzing and stressing, stressing about all the little things, we are slowly um, building up negative patterns and doing negative damage to our body as one. You know, we're stressing out the adrenals. We're therefore, you know, knocking our hormone system out of line. We're putting stress on our immune system. So our gut might be out of whack now so it's all linked and um you know me I'm definitely not one who is like you have to be singing kumbaya all the time and be this most mental healthy person ever because let's face it that's not life and to you have to you know get your diet into order um, because you can be the happiest go lucky person no negative thoughts ever and if you're still whacking your system with any kind of food intolerances that are causing the inflammation you know your bet your body is never going to be able to align like it wants to 
I'm rambling on yet again. So without further ado, here's Dana. I want to take you on a little journey today that will expose the connection between your mind, who you think you are, and the potential onset of disease. So if you may, please follow along as we go through the human experience. From conception until death. Okay, so it won't be that morbid. We, all of us, are born as blank slates. We, all of us, then through our experiences, are programmed to have certain beliefs about who we are, what we can achieve in life, and what type of person we should be. From birth until six, we are essentially living life in a hypnotic trance. It's why we learn languages so quickly at this young age. We are sponges just joyously absorbing everything around us. At this precious age, we set up the rest of our lives. That's right. What we learn from about the age of zero until six is essentially the patterns or programming we begin to develop from adolescence or from then and repeat again and again from adolescence into adulthood. I want to tell you something that might offend you. People, we are patterns. I also want to relay something else to you. Sometimes our patterns do not serve us. Those patterns are called disease, depression, obesity, and the list, unfortunately, goes on and on. Okay, let's rewind for a minute. I want to rewind to a really serious pattern that I had in the past. I had what's called chronic fatigue syndrome, which later turned into fibromyalgia. Both are chronic illnesses that, to put them lightly, are no fun. And to put them into context can be seriously debilitating. I was 18 years old, and I would suddenly go in and out of these intense spurts of not being able to function. I was dead tired to a point where if I couldn't take a nap in the moment I needed to, I felt as if my heart would give out. The fact that I was so young, I knew something was wrong. I went to many doctors, many doctors, who all told me I was either stressed or depressed. And I looked at them and I said, I'm a freshman in college. Really, what do I have to be depressed about? So for years, years, I did research into why I felt the way I felt, and I became my own advocate. I began experimenting with diet, with lifestyle, many different things, just to try to get a handle on my symptoms. And I started to feel better. And I was able to really get a handle on my life and to manage life really well. And when I finally had a big handle on my health, I got severely knocked down again. And when I say knocked down, I mean almost killed in a near-fatal car accident. T-boned, smashed, left hanging upside down in my car until the firefighters came to cut me out, not sure if I was paralyzed or dead. Without going into the gory details, I knew that I was in for a long, ride ahead of me. I was handicapped for six months and I developed what's called PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. And on top of that, I began to feel sick again. In 30 seconds, I wasn't the same Dana anymore. I developed PTSD and because I knew that I was one person and I wasn't that person anymore, I knew I had to see someone or do something about it. 
So I began to see this therapist, and she was a very nice woman. Yeah, she would tell me things when you get to a stop sign, you need to breathe. So I thought to myself, am I really paying you this much money for that? That I got. So eventually, after six months of minimal improvement, I met a woman who survived cancer. And she said she would not have survived cancer were it not for this trauma therapist she went to. So I said, that's my woman. So I went, and the first uh, appointment with her, this trauma therapist, she said to me, and she looked at me, and she said, I'm a bit alternative. I hope that's OK with you. And I said, I'm desperate, whatever you got. She said, I do this thing called hypnosis. I said, there is no way you're touching my brain with that stuff. I was super skeptical. I had no idea what it was. And my only reference was show hypnosis. And hypnotherapy is not show hypnosis. So basically, after about six or seven sessions of meeting with her, I decided that I liked her. She was smart, forward thinking, compassionate. So I thought to myself, what the heck? What can it hurt? So I walked in that session. I walked in feeling one way. I walked out feeling another. I wasn't exactly sure what she did. I just felt better. Within six weeks, my PTSD was gone. The next month, my depression. The next month, my anxiety. This woman saved my life. OK, so that's all interesting. Yet I want to tell you something even more interesting. So I mentioned to you earlier that I started with chronic fatigue and later developed what's called fibromyalgia. I view these two ailments as sisters, very similar. Yet fibromyalgia, on top of the intense fatigue, is serious muscular pain. Yet what the interesting part is, I didn't develop this pain until after my accident. So here's the interesting part. When I was healing my trauma through hypnosis, the pain in my legs began to dissipate. Bit by bit, little by little, the pain in my body was leaving. I thought to myself, whoa, what's happening here? So that brings us to where we're going today. I want to walk you through the mechanics of the hypnotic process and how it works, and how the mind and body and disease and thought are all interconnected. But first, let's jump into the science of how minds and bodies interact. So how exactly are trauma and disease correlated? I want to mention to you that trauma doesn't have to be a near fatal car accident. It doesn't have to be coming back from war. Really, in my mind, the way I view trauma is if you view the world one way and then some situation happened to you and now you view the world in a different way, that can be a traumatic circumstance. So it doesn't have to be this overwhelming experience. Have you ever heard the phrase, stress kills? OK. So I used to hear that phrase, and I used to scoff. Yet now I see just how valid that statement is. Physical and psychological stressors cause inflammation to occur in the body. Inflammation is the key word in many diseases. Reducing inflammation is the key to healing many diseases. Are you with me this far? OK. Beautiful. When events happen in life, they're recorded. When stressful events happen, they are recorded as is. And that creates a certain level of shock on the mind, which therefore sends distress signals down the nervous system, which in turn will tell the endocrine system to increase adrenaline and cortisol, and while those levels are increased, our immune levels are lowered. 
the fact that we have these stress responses initially is not a bad thing. Yet the fact that our minds compound all of these situations over time without ever letting them go, every situation builds upon each other. So the real reason we experience stress in reality is for our own good, for our own safety. If you think of an animal, for example, a mouse. A mouse sees a cat, gets anxiety, has stress levels. Why? Because it needs to make the decision to run away. Yet once the mouse runs away, once the mouse finds cover, that anxiety is gone. The mouse doesn't overanalyze what the cat was thinking, how to feel about it now, and what to do about it. No, that's only something humans do. Humans encounter a stressful situation, we instantaneously attach meaning to it, and then it's recorded forever. So the initial stress isn't bad. The continual attachment to the stress is bad. Following me so far? Okay, so just to reiterate, reiterate, when we experience stress, there's a recording in the subconscious mind, and enough of those recordings over time will cause havoc in an overstressed nervous system, which in turn will cause an overproduction of stress hormones and a suppression of immune function. So now the golden question, how do we reverse all of this? So there's a new study dedicated to all of this called Psychoneuroimmunology. Psychoneuroimmunology, meaning the branch of medicine that deals with the influence of emotional states and nervous system activity on immune function, especially in relation to disease. So that's the textbook definition. In reality, the best way that I have found to take the study off of paper and into real life to intervene in the influence of stress on immunity, I have found is hypnotherapy. My big takeaway this week on our Closer Today clip is that your subconscious mind matters. It matters that you are able to believe in yourself. And once you're able to do that, you're able to take control of your situation and do the necessary things that you need to do to take control of your health and reconnect your fertility links. Now, you can watch this whole clip over on the YouTube it's called Healing Illness with the Subconscious Mind. Um, you can also find it on my YouTube channel under the playlist Closer Today. You can also connect with her on her website, which is danapeicher.com. All the links will be in the show notes for you. If you're loving the podcast, please leave a rating or review. It would greatly help um, the podcast out. And that's it for me today. I hope you guys have a beautiful week and I'm looking forward to Friday. I know last Friday I said we were going to talk about uh, being an older mom, but I've kind of rejigged the schedule and I have a really exciting um, episode. It's uh, like a first talk show. I've got four other beautiful women from the fertility industry, um, kind of all different walks of life really and all over the world. We're like in Australia, the United Kingdom. Canada and on the mainland so I'm super excited about this adventure we're gonna do it we're gonna try to do it once a month and just talk about fertility issues 
and um, really start like shaking up the industry. Um, if you've been following me for a while and you get my vibe, like that's what I'm trying to do, right? Like I'm trying to shake shit up, right? And let's just start talking like real talk about what's going on to our health and in our um in our community and moving forward so anyways here's me ranting again let me get down off my soapbox you have a beautiful week and we will see you on friday Mm -hmm.